We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. IB Nation, welcome back to another edition of the Irish Breakdown Podcast. It's a little bit of a different day today, everybody. I was planning on taking a day off. As you can tell, my voice has not really recovered yet. I got a couple TV spots I got to do tomorrow, so I was going to help my try to help, help my voice you know, get saved a little bit. But then we had some breaking news, and we just got to talk about it. So here's what we're going to do today. We're going to talk about the news about Lorenzo Styles just deciding to jump in the transfer portal. I'm going to go through a lot of different layers of this uh, about, you know, kind of the decisions behind it, what this means for Notre Dame, what's next, how does this impact the transfer portal for Notre Dame looking, do they need to do that, all of that good stuff, we'll dive into that. This is not going to be a mailbag show. If you all have some questions that you you have for me, go ahead and throw in some super chats and I'll answer those. But other than that, I'm not going to answer a ton of questions because as you can tell, this voice is not going to last very long. And Ryan is still on the road. So we're going to talk about the decision that, that was announced today that Lorenzo Styles has decided to jump into the transfer portal. Got word this morning from a, a really good source that it was going to happen, had reached out to some folks in Notre Dame, didn't hear anything back, and then Pete Dammel came out with it that uh, Lorenzo was jumping in the transfer portal. So not surprised as of this morning, not surprised that this is this is happening. A little bit surprised, I, I think, that it happened, the timing of it, and I'll get into kind of my thoughts on the timing of it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. 
That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I kind of felt like Lorenzo with this decision to look at cornerback was kind of buying into the notion of staying and finishing his career at Notre Dame. He obviously decided to go in a different direction. Big picture, it's not that much of a surprise. We've hinted about back in the winter, even I was even hearing late last season that this was something that was could possibly happen that he was already talking about and talking about with his to his teammates and things like that. So that this isn't new. This decision of this thought of him leaving, I had hoped that he would stick around, to be honest with you. And and we'll kind of get into some of the reasons why I, I think this decision is being made. And I, I'm gonna talk about playing time, but but look, anytime a kid leaves, it's not always just about playing time. There's kids at Notre Dame that are going to get a lot less playing time than what Lorenzo Styles is going to get this year. And they're sticking it out. They're staying. And it's also not one of those things where every kid that jumps in the portal, you know, doesn't want to compete and all that kind of stuff. I think Lorenzo staying into spring ball to me is a sign that he was willing to compete. I think if he didn't want to compete at Notre Dame, he just would have left after the season. I think his willingness to stay show that, Hey, I'm willing to come here and compete. I think the first aspect of this is that we'll discuss is playing time. And here's basically where it comes down to. He was battling for a spot in the rotation this spring. I think he wanted to be a starter again, as he should. He's a competitive kid and a talented kid and was a starter last year and was expected to be the guy last year. That didn't materialize. He had a, he had a, a tough sophomore year. I think he battled and tried to bounce back. I thought his body language this spring was good. I thought he competed. I just thought he still fought the ball a little bit. And the reality is there just was better players in front of him. And I think what became very obvious is two things became very obvious this spring to me, to other people in this conversation. And that, you know, in this decision-making process for him is number one, that, that he, that Tobias Merriweather is the clear X starter for Notre Dame right now. And, the gap between him and Lorenzo only grew as spring went on. And that's from what I saw with my eyes, What, but more so what I've heard from a lot of different sources, you know, around the program that, that Tobias had kind of entrenched himself as, you know, he's going to be the guy at that position. And so Lorenzo's con- kind of competing to get, you know, how, okay, so he's the starter, but we're going to rotate how much I'm going to play. Okay. What about the slot? Well, I think JT, J- Jaden Thomas is, is, by the end of the year last year, was Notre Dame's best receiver. He has done nothing this spring to to kind of take that thought of, okay, JT's ready to, to just go to the next level. I think that they really like him in the slot. I think they also realize there's some other things they can do with him as part of moving him around. And then, of course, you had the Chris Tyree decision to move him into the slot. Once Chris Tyree moved to the slot, the notion that Lorenzo could really be that swing guy between those two positions took a hit. If Chris Tyree did anything to show – you know, any kind of prowess at the slot. And of course, Chris Tyree very quickly started to show prowess at that position. And and honestly, a little bit to my surprise, I've said in the past, people have brought up on this show plenty of times, hey, what about Chris Tyree to the slot? And I've said, no, I don't, I don't see it. I don't, I don't think he's that guy. I don't know if he's a full-time slot. And so far it looks like I was wrong on that, which is a good thing. I'm glad that I was wrong on that because that adds a, a dynamic weapon outside, but it also kind of locked in sort of that one-two punch into the into the slot. Lorenzo could maybe play some boundary, but that's not really his ideal position. I don't think he has necessarily the ball skills to be that guy. He's more of an X-Z guy that could play boundary in a, in a pinch. 
We talked about that last year with certain looks. There's things that you can do with him at Boundary, but I don't know if it's something that'd be a full-time move. So the path to him becoming a starter was pretty much blocked. But it was more, it's more than that to me. Now, this isn't this isn't necessarily what I'm telling you, like what Lorenzo told me or what sources are, but I'm just telling you the reality of the situation of what I believe factored into this decision by Lorenzo. And that is, is that that from now this is something kind of I'm reading between the tea leaves a little bit, but I have been hearing a lot the last couple of weeks that Rico Flores is absolutely closing on Lorenzo Styles and pushing for playing time. He's been that good this spring. And Rico's been kind of playing a lot of X. Braylon James has been playing a lot of W. And Jaden Greathouse has been playing a lot of Z. Well, as all those three guys really emerged, the staff felt really good about these kids being willing to go out and play as rookies. You you read, if you didn't read it, go to irishbreakdown.com. Sean Styers has a story, a couple different stories about the receivers and Chancey Stuckey on there. One of them is about just the freshman. And I mean, he had, he had the audacity and I, I mean this in a positive way to say that we hit on all three of the guys that are here already. There's a ton of confidence in that class, including among more, most importantly, among the quarterbacks. I talk to people around the program and, and you hear the, the, the fresh, the, the older receivers talking to people in a very complimentary fashion of the younger players. And when the veterans are kind of bought in that, Hey, these kids can play. I think that's good for the overall roster health. But I think if I'm in Lorenzo's shoes, and I'm, I'm kind of speaking for him, this is my opinion, and I'm saying, okay, Tobias is pulling away from me, and this cat over here, Rico Flores, is kind of – I'm now battling him for the number two job. Forget number one anymore. That's done. I'm now battling for the number two job. Then all of a sudden the coaches come to me about playing defense. I think he, I think he genuinely thought about maybe that's the move. But here's here's what I think ultimately is going to lead led to him jumping in the portal is the rumblings that we heard back this winter from various sources around the program was that Lorenzo's initial thought was he was going to transfer probably to Ohio State and move to corner. And so Notre Dame obviously broached that subject with him. And, and my thought is perhaps this is the thing where if I'm going to play corner, then I'm going to go play corner at Ohio State, where, with to be honest with you, there's a greater need, to be honest with you, at this point in time, especially, you know, with probably Denzel Burke and that other kid, uh, I always forget his name, Cam Brown, I think, uh, that are going to be gone after this year, most likely. So I, I think that's what I'm hearing, that, that the Ohio State could be that option if Ohio State wants them. And, and I don't have sources at Ohio State that could confirm this for me, but I'm just telling you on, on the on this the, this side of things, I do think Ohio State is where he'd like to go. Obviously, his dad played there. His dad was a heck of a football player there at, at Ohio State for two years, left as a junior. I think it was third-round draft pick. They had like over 120 tackles even his last two years. His brother Sonny is there now, and there's a lot of hopes on, on how good Sonny's going to be. Sonny's going to be a sophomore this year, but this should be Sonny's freshman year. He enrolled early, a year early. He reclassified, so obviously he'll get a chance to, to be a teammate with his brother if that's the decision that he decides to go. So I think the the playing time aspect of it, you look at it and say, okay, he could go to corner and compete a corner, but there's Benjamin Morrison. There's Jaden Mickey, who had a great spring. There's Christian Gray, who had a great spring until his injury. You've already got some kids committed in next year's class. It was not a given that he was going to go to corner and just step into a spot. So I just think wherever Lorenzo looked, it was just going to be hard for him to just really lock down that I'm the guy spot. And 
I think I don't know if it's going to be any easier to Ohio State, but I, I just think that that factored into it. And and I just I don't know how how much Lorenzo kind of wanted to see it through here, which is okay. I mean, again, Notre Dame's not necessary for everybody, and for some kids, it's worth all of the the struggle to be here if you're playing. For some, it's not worth it if you're not playing. And I just think ultimately when you consider where his dad is from and where his dad played, where his brother is, where his family still lives in the area, I just think it makes a lot of sense for Lorenzo to want to go back to that direction. And I don't really, I don't really blame, I don't really fault him for it. The one question I've had people ask me is like, you know, why, why would you do this now? Why would you leave now and not play in the spring game? And honestly, I think it makes a lot of sense not to play in the spring game if you're in Lorenzo's shoes. It's not a game. It's not a real game. It's not a bowl game. It's not a regular season game. It's one of those things where if you know you're leaving and you go play in that game, number one, your heart's probably not going to be in it unless you have this, hey, I just want one last chance with my guys or something. But number two is what if he gets hurt? What if he goes out there and hurts his knee or sprain, you know, breaks his ankle or gets a, a, a bad concussion, something happens when he in the spring game, and now all of a sudden his options for transferring are, are diminished because he's now got a severe injury. So, you know, I've, I've said in the past, I don't like kids who are going to, you know, see it through, see the thing through when I'm talking about the regular season. This is a little bit of a different story where I, I if, if he was my child and he was like, I'm leaving, there's like, I say, are you sure? Are you, I mean, there's no, there's no unringing this bell. Are you sure you want to leave? Yeah, Dad, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to leave. You know, I'd say, hey, look, then, then you, you need to make the decision now. Your heart's not going to be in playing in that game. I know you want to finish it with your boys, and, and, and but look, here's the deal: you're making a business decision right here at this point in time. You want to have a career playing football. You would like to play beyond the college level. You can't risk going out there and, and something bad happening, which can happen in a spring game. If this is the decision that you're certain you want to make, then it's time to make that move now. So I honestly don't – if Lorenzo had decided that he was going to transfer, I honestly have no problem with the timing of this decision because it is a spring game. Lorenzo stayed for last week's scrimmage. And as I've said to you all in the past, the players knew, everybody knew that Lorenzo – I mean, that last week's scrimmage is going to be the one that is going to determine depth charts and where things are going into the summer. The blue-gold game is not. He stayed for that. He competed in that. He put his best foot forward in that and just wasn't enough. So I think that kind of factored in. And 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 for people who who are questioning, I saw a question about, well, you know, why would he go in front of the media? I don't think Lorenzo had made his ultimate decision just yet. I think this is something that they've kind of decided in the last couple of days with a lot of talk with the family that, Hey, this is what I'm going to do. So I, I don't, I don't think that that uh, is something. So I, I think, you know, I think the, the, the draw to Ohio state, the playing time, I think there was a lot of frustration on how last year went. And I'm not sure how much he kind of got past that. There was a lot of expectations on Lorenzo last year. He didn't play well. Some of it was on him. I don't, I don't think he thinks all of it was on him. And, you know, just from different sources I've talked to, and I, I think that frustration has kind of lingered. And now he's going to his junior year, and he just hasn't been able to get that spot back. So I think those are some of the things that, that factor into to why Lorenzo did it. The timing of it, I think, is just he he's finally came to a decision. You know, I mean, you had that big scrimmage last Saturday. Take some time to process it. You're, you're getting ready to go through a walkthrough this morning. And then the game tomorrow. I mean, so I think it just the timing was, okay, I, I finally come to my decision. Let's make this move. I don't, 
I don't think there was any intent to deceive in the in the in the interview the other day. I just think it, it over time it just said, "Hey, this is what this is what's best for me." So, so what does this decision by Lorenzo Styles mean for Notre Dame? It's a very interesting one. Number one, it gets them down to eighty-five scholarship players, and Lorenzo will not be the last guy to transfer. There's another guy. It's out there now. I mean, we can discuss it. The name is out there now. Uh, we fully anticipate Prince Colley jumping in the portal at some point in time. I, I don't know if that's a hundred percent decided at this point in time, but I've been hearing this for three months. And there's been one school that constantly gets gets mentioned. We obviously haven't seen him at practices for a long time. You know, he's been injured and and all those type of things. So, uh, but I expect him to be another guy that. That, that we believe is going to jump in the portal. And there's going to be more. I don't think it's going to be a lot more, but there'll be more. And now Notre Dame hits the portal. I think obviously safety is going to be a position they look for. But I think the receiver thing is, is interesting because you take Lorenzo out of the receiver depth chart now, and you're down to nine, you're down to nine receivers, which is well, eight currently on the roster. So you, so you have obviously the, the Matt Salerno, you have, I'm going to just kind of go by class. Matt Salerno is the senior. You got Dion and Jaden Thomas are your juniors. Tobias is your sophomore. You've got Chris Tyree, who, senior, forgot to mention him as a senior, but redshirt junior. So that's five veterans. You've got the three freshmen, Braylon James, Jaden Greathouse, Rico Flores. And then this summer, you bring in Caleb Smith from the Texas the high school kid. Caleb Smith, so you have nine receivers this summer. Uh, if I'm Notre Dame, honestly, I don't I don't go to the portal, and and I and I made this argument last week when when we did the Caleb Smith show. I, I don't I don't think there's a need to go to the portal. You've got your your sort of your top group right. You, you, right now, projecting going out of the spring, your starters are going to be uh, Braylon. I'm excuse me, Braylon James. About to break some news that I mean to break. It's not news. I just misspoke. You've got Deion Coles in the boundary. You've got Tobias to the field. You've got Jaden Thomas in the slot. You've got Chris Tyree in the slot, which is, should allow Jaden to play a little bit all over. You've got those four veterans. This this him leaving just opens a spot wide open for Rico Flores to step through and 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 get into the rotation there at the X position. I think he flat out is in that is going to be in that mark now. And then you also have Matt Salerno, who showed last year in the proper role he can help you. You know, I, I was tweeting the other day about how I see I'm watching the, the South Carolina game and, and on Logan Diggs touchdown in the fourth quarter. I mean, Matt Salerno has the block that springs that thing. The right side of the offensive line doesn't get off the ball on time. They they don't. There was a mix up with the snap, but Matt comes in, pushes a DB inside. Logan bounces right outside of him. The problem last year was they used him too much and in certain situations that they shouldn't have asked him to play in. But Matt can help you as your sixth receiver. Then you have the other two freshmen that competed. Jaden Greathouse continued to emerge all spring. Braylon was really emerging, and then he had the concussion, and then he has, you know, had to obviously hasn't been full go. I was told today that he is cleared to play in the blue gold game. So I, I think that you're there. And you, so you've got those two guys. They're only going to get better. And then, of course, you're bringing Caleb Smith. So from a receiver standpoint, the ideal number of receivers 10. But my concern is, is if you bring in another receiver, he's going to take snaps away from those freshmen. And I think the way that they've been playing this spring, I don't, I don't know that I would want to do that. I'm, I'm, I haven't heard back from anyone at Notre Dame yet about what their plans are. Full, full disclosure. But I'd be a little surprised, honestly, if they did go to the portal, unless it's just some 
some fifth year graduate guy from an Ivy League or something like that that's just okay being, you know, just on the team and help out in an emergency situation just just in case, you know, they, they have that need. You know, I think that could be something. They've also have some quality walk-ons that can give you some help on the scout team, you know, for along with some of the freshmen that maybe aren't going to be playing next year. But here's another thing that factors into it. Right now, you're you're pretty thin at running back and tight end for the spring, right? You've got a lot of guys out, but coming into the fall, you're going to get Jadarian Price back. You've got Jabron Payne. Logan Diggs is going to get back to being healthy. You've got Jeremiah Love coming in, who's a 6'1", 195-pound running back that can do things out of the backfield, can do some things maybe at receiver in a pinch as sort of a he's a running back, but he can also do this if you want to get him onto the field. So you're going to have, plus obviously Audric and Jabron Payne, you're going to be pretty deep at running back. So what do you got? Audric Logan, you've got Jabron, Jadarian, and Jeremiah Love. Four of those kids, well, really all five of them catch the ball very well. Three of those five kids can do things out of the backfield meaning they can line up in a 20 or 21 personnel outside. Then whether Jabron Payne can do some things in the slot. Obviously, Logan Diggs has done that in the past. Um, I, 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 in, in high school, I should say, I think he can do some things. I think, I think Jaron Price can do some things if he's healthy, although I prefer him kind of out of the backfield But he right now. But he did some things in high school. He'd line up in the slot, run seam routes. And then, of course, Jeremiah Love can do that. So, I mean, really, you could make a case for four of the five can do that. And then you've got tight end depth. You know, Holden Stace and Mitchell Evans are, are healthy. I mean, I don't think Mitchell has anything serious. He'll, he'll, he'll be healthy in the fall. You should be getting Cooper Flanagan back in this spring. You'll have Kevin Bauman, maybe. But in, at some point in time next year, you'll get Eli Raritan back as well. So I think when you look at it, there's a lot of pass game weapons that Notre Dame has. I don't know that another portal receiver is going to fix that. I think the only way for me – I'd go into the portal is if there's a kid that's like a, wow, that's just, we can't, we can't pass that kid up. That kid comes in here and he's one of our dudes right away. I think that's the only way you can go to the portal. I don't think going for depth is really the answer. Cause are you going to guarantee that that guy's going to come and be happy and stay? If he gets beat out, we've already seen this happen, right? With Caleb Smith came in, things weren't necessarily going the way I thought he would want to go. He would want them to go. There was some other stuff going on with him off the field and, you know, and, and he decides to retire from football. So unless you can get a kid who's just a numbers guy to help you on the scout team, you know, maybe an Ivy League kid or a Mac kid that just wants to get his degree from Notre Dame, maybe get into coaching or something like that, then I just don't – I don't think going to the portal really makes a lot of sense for Notre Dame. Unless, unless you have a summer injury, and that's where it gets a little bit challenging, is if there's a summer injury that that can maybe force their hand a little bit. But – and that's kind of the, the 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 counter argument would be, well, if you have that injury, what if it's too late and you can't go to the portal? That's a very fair, very fair thing to discuss. But I think the depth at other positions helps you overcome that because you're still going to have eight scholarship receivers. You're only going to play five at the most six on in your rotation on game day. So I think you're still okay. And look, we saw Notre Dame go into games last year with four to five healthy receivers. You'd have to have a lot of stuff go wrong for a second straight year to to be in the pickle that you were in last year as a football team. And I just I just don't see that. I think there are needs other places that I would want to fill that roster. And I think now that you've seen the freshmen now for 14 practices, about to see 15, you know these kids can ball. And you know these kids can help you. And there's positional flexibility. I just personally don't see the need there. 
Now, corners where it's interesting as well, because I really believe that from some sources that I had had spoken to, I would not have been shocked that if Lorenzo stayed, that he wouldn't have just all, eventually just become a, a corner kind of full time. And, and that's kind of what I, what I think there were some people leaning towards that because of what I just talked about a receiver. You have the depth that you needed there. He wasn't, he was, he was, I said this to somebody earlier today. I did ask this one or made a comment. I wanted to see what their response would be. And I said, my opinion is that from what I saw, from what I've heard, Lorenzo was closer to Rico Flores than he was to Tobias. There was a better chance that, to, that, that Rico would pass Lorenzo than Lorenzo would pass Tobias. I think when that's the case, you're going to look at possibly, okay, can he help us over here? Because you do have some injuries over there. You know, you do have an injury to Christian Gray, and I don't know what the prognosis is for him. There are some other guys that have, have battled injuries or, you know, had other issues, and you can they stay healthy? And you're an injury away to one of your guys from, you know, being in a little bit of a, a little bit of a tough spot there. Obviously, you got Jaden Mickey and Chance Tucker and Ryan Barnes, but those guys don't have a lot of experience. And as, as good as those players are, and I like all three of them, none of them are the athlete Lorenzo Styles is. I mean, Lorenzo's a 6'1", 195-pound kid who's one of the five to six fastest kids on the team. And he has experience playing that position. So I think that there was a thought that he could really go help him over there. Now that he's not there, I do think that you 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 have to look at, you know, is there a cornerback that could help us out maybe as a nickel guy or something like that? I don't I don't know that it's you just take a guy for depth. I think if you're going to take a guy, you're taking a guy because you think he can help you. Because you do have Benjamin Morris and you are going to get Cam Hart back. Jaden Mickey's had a very good spring. Chance Tucker's had a very good spring. Ryan Barnes is coming along. And then obviously, um, when you look at a situation with uh, Clarence Lewis really working with the, in the slot, also playing outside. You've got Thomas Harper playing in the nickel a lot. I think the bigger need to me, in my opinion, is if you've got an extra spot, I would not use it at receiver. I would not use it at corner. If if I have an opportunity to take a second portal guy, I would I would look for two safeties. I, I really would because you've got Xavier Watts, you've got Ramon Henderson, you got DJ Brown. They've all played a bunch of football. I expect Xavier's going to be the guy there, and then Ramon and DJ are kind of battling for who's going to be two, who's going to be three. You know, Ben Minich had a, a, a nice spring. He's a freshman. He's going to be a little bit limited. Don Schuler missed all the spring. I, I don't know if you're ready to definitely assume that those guys are going to be ready to play and help you this year. And then, of course, you could say, hey, we'll move Thomas Harper back there. I think that hurts what you're going to get from Thomas Harper, who also missed most of the spring from contact. I mean, he did a lot of coverage things and all that. He just couldn't do contact. But they got a chance to see what, what Thomas Harper can do. But you recruited Thomas Harper to play nickel, not to play safety. So if you have to start kind of cross-training him there, I, I worry that you take away from what you brought him here to do. I would move Clarence Lewis. I would consider moving Ryan Barnes. I don't know if the staff views that as the answer. Look, I can give my opinion and I can say, hey, I think this is what they should do. But the reality is, is that the, there's a reason the staff has been hesitant to make those moves. I don't know what they are, but there's there's clearly a reason, agree or disagree with those. And so I look at it and say, hey, this is this is clearly something they're going to do. I think that this would be a situation where looking at a couple safeties that can come in and really help you would be great. One for sure that can definitely help you. And if there's another guy that, you know, projects as more of a depth guy that'll play special teams, that's good too. 
but I really think safety, I would, I would bring in a couple safeties in my opinion, and maybe a safety that can play some other positions. Cause you know, Thomas Harper's coming off of a shoulder injury, you know, maybe have someone who's got a little bit of nickel experience in case he goes down. That's something that I would look into. So I think right now for Notre Dame, I, I think they're the, the thing that they have there is it's, it's more about just look, looking for extra safeties is where I would spend my time. I, I don't, I don't think there's a need at corner unless you think you're going to lose somebody else at corner. I don't think you're, there's a needed receiver unless you think you're going to lose somebody there or somebody's injured. And I, I am not aware of either of those things being true. So that's where I would focus my time. I think you've got enough talent at receiver, enough talent at running back, enough depth at tight end and talent at tight end that you're going to be, you got plenty of pass game weapons. I mean, let's do the math, guys. We have nine scholarship receivers, five running backs, five tight ends, right? Uh, six tight ends but five that I consider true tight ends. I think Davis sure what I view is kind of more of an H-back type of guy. That's 19 guys that are pass game options. There's a lot of different personnel groupings, 20 personnel, 21 personnel, 11 personnel, 12 personnel, 10 personnel, 22 personnel you could do some things out of in certain situations that give you plenty of options to say, hey, we can, we can eat up those snaps that maybe a sixth receiver would have given us or a fifth receiver would give us if there are some injuries that allow us to still be a, to be a, an explosive, dangerous offense as long as the quarterback position is where you need to be. So that's where my focus would be if I'm Notre Dame. I think what this decision by Lorenzo is showing as well, not so much his decision, but what led to his decision, is, is that everything we've heard about Tobias Merriweather is, is that's where the staff is going with this one, that he is he is the guy. I think if Lorenzo, one thing I was told by a source today is like, he just, he didn't want to be on the sidelines. He wants to play and he was going to play at Notre Dame, but it wasn't as much as I think he wanted. Cause it was obvious to everybody that number five is the, is, is the guy there this is the guy at X and Lorenzo, Lorenzo competed this spring and, and battled. Like I said, I thought his body language was good, but he just, he's just not in the same ballpark right now as, as, as Tobias Merriweather, I think it also speaks volumes to the faith that this staff has in Jaden Thomas and the freshman class being as good as advertised. Those are all factors into this as to why I think this move happened. And then also why I think that, that Notre Dame is, is, is good there. Now they may decide to go numbers. I think as a staff, you got to think about that. They may decide to get another number guy. I would not. That's just kind of where I'm at. So that that's kind of the latest to everybody on that one. Um, you know, I, I it's obviously unfortunate. I, I always want to see kids stay and get their degrees and all that, but I I have no ill will towards Lorenzo. I, I don't think Notre Dame fans should either. I think that 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 if your thought is, you know, he didn't want to compete, I would argue that he did. He did compete. He did stay and compete. I think if Lorenzo didn't want to compete and and wasn't willing to to battle and compete, see it through, I think he would have left in December. That's just what I think he would have done or left in January. So I think he said, Hey, I'm, I'm going to stay. I'm going to battle. And he battled and he just, uh, some other guys were better. One, at least a couple guys were better. And then another, some younger kids showed up and, and were even better than, than he was, or at least at times proving that they could soon be better than he was. So that's, that's the discussion there. I did get one super chat. As I mentioned before, I'm not doing a mailbag today. I just don't have the, I don't have the voice for a mailbag today. If you got some super couple super chats, I'll answer those. But I did get one here from um, Floyd Genovese, 
Thank you for the super chat, Floyd. I appreciate you very much. Hopefully I, I pronounced your uh, your name correctly. It says, I'm a truck driver and do most of my driving at night. Thanks for doing all the shows you do. It helps me get through my driving. I appreciate that, Floyd. And you know, it doesn't encourage me to talk about this now because I'm getting ready to, uh, I'm losing my voice, but there are some other shows we're going to be doing. Some may be live, some may not be. I'm, I'm The specifics of it working out, or I'm not sure yet, but there'll be night releases, whether it's, you know, taping a show and publishing it at night or just doing a show at a lot, a quick, you know, quick hitter live show at night. It's the premise is going to be something shorter, something like this, where pick a topic. I come in, I talk about it. I give my rant. I give my opinion. Here it is. Let's roll. Peace out. See y'all tomorrow kind of thing. So um, I'm thinking about doing something like that on IB. I'm thinking about maybe doing something like that at CFB nation as well. Kind of talking more national football. I'm just not sure specifically how it's going to go. And I don't want to, necessarily dive too much into the specifics of until I really get all that down, but there's going to be some more things we're going to do here. As I mentioned before, uh, for those of you that like listening to lucky lefty and the CFP all America show and our other stuff that we do on that channel, and you're getting it on the Hirsch breakdown feed now on your podcast app, that's going to eventually go away and it's just going to only be on the CFP nation. So you definitely want to take some time right now and go subscribe to the CFP nation channel. So you're, you can continue to get all everything that you need to get from C, from Lucky Lefty, from CFP All America, and then all the new stuff that we're going to do. Ryan Roberts is is, is rising draft stuff is on there as well. That's going to be more seasonal. That won't be a year round thing, most likely. Uh, but you know, we'll see. Never know. It uh, we'll see if it can grow some popularity and, and go there. So we'll, we'll we'll have a lot more for you, uh, Floyd, and and for everybody else. But uh, you know, that's what the off season is about, right? How can we make our product better? And um, want to do the best that we can for y'all as, as you know expanding coverage different types of content all that kind of stuff so we'll always keep our eyes open on ways that we can make it better it doesn't mean we're going to stop doing the long shows during the day i hope people understand that like that's just who we are it's what makes us different i, I get that everybody's not into long shows that's cool it's all good you can only listen you only have to listen for a certain amount of time but I also want to have a different type of content so that way everything isn't exactly the same thing. And and, and also, so it's still fun, you know, still fun for me. And so, you know, maybe people get a kick out of the rant. So maybe kind of doing those in my individual things, not like rants where I'm going to get on there and sound crazy, but just, Hey, this is a po- topic I'm passionate about this week. And here's what I'm going to talk about. So we'll do a lot of that stuff as well. So again, Floyd, thank you so much for the super chat. Everybody, thanks for being on with me. This really quick show today. I know it's not long, but as you can tell, I don't have a lot of voice left. I'll hopefully be back tomorrow. After We'll have a post-game show, just whether or not uh, how long I'll be on it or not remains to be seen. Hopefully, I feel a lot better tomorrow. I feel better today than I did yesterday. So it's starting to come back more and more and more. And, uh, you know, ho- hopefully I'll, I'll be I'll be good to go by tomorrow. And, of course, we're absolutely ready to rock and roll on Monday. So. Thanks for joining me today. Obviously, 5 o'clock tonight, IB Nation Sport Talk is going to have their rapid fire. I'm sure they're going to talk more about this. I'll call the guys and make sure that they have the latest on everything before their show starts. And so if there's anything new, I'll make sure to let uh, Sean and Vince know what 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 the deal is, and you can listen to them then. So that'll be tonight, 5 o'clock. It's the Friday rapid fire section that they do. And I'm sure everybody be ready to rock and roll. If you haven't done so already, everybody, do me a favor. Also sign up. We had a bunch of people sign up recently. Sign up for the message boards at boards.irishbreakdown.com. If you uh, $4.99 a month or $49.99 for the, an annual membership, we also have a booster club. It's the blue, the gold, or excuse me, the shamrock, the blue, and the gold. If you sign up for those, you get some little extra treats. If you sign up for the shamrock or the blue club, you get an IB club mug. 
and it looks like this, but it says club on it, and it only goes to club members. They're the only ones that get it. And then you also get a shirt that's like this, but it'll have green. It'll have the green IB, and then it'll have IB Nation. You can get it in green, navy, uh, charcoal, gray, and pink are the colors we have that. If you sign up for the gold club, you get the mug and the shirt. If you sign up for blue or shamrock, you get the mug. And it's just something as sort of a, a thank you for people that have d- chosen to join those booster clubs. You can check those out as well at boards at oxbreakdown.com. Thanks for being with me, everybody. And I'll talk to all of you again soon. Hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, hit the notification bell, share this podcast. Make sure you've signed up to our Irish Breakdown podcast channel if you have not done so. And of course, the CFB Nation channel as well. And as always, sign up for the message boards at boards at irishbreakdown.com. Thanks for joining me today, everybody, on the Irish Breakdown podcast. <laughs>